also, you fucked up when you didn't bring maximum conviction with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Steven Seagal. Two Steves for the price of one. God, I don't think I can watch a 2012 Steven Seagal. Right. This is about as far as I can get. Seriously, man, it's getting real hard. It's a lot of work. Yeah. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. You can't use glass because you got the monkeys. <laughs> we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. My rights. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Dave? Last week, we finished out the holiest of months, Van Damuary, with Death Warrant. I'm finished. Vamen. Did you finish? I don't care. And that means that we are moving on to a new month, ladies and gentlemen. And this month, uh, you know what? After the heat that was Van Damuary, I think we're all a little warm. We might have a bit of a temperature. We need to go to the doctor. Oh, no. Yeah. So this month, it is Cinema MD, Movies About Doctors. And Casey, you got to get us started for the month. What did you bring? Well, bonk, bonk, we just finished Van Damuary, so I'm in horny jail. So what yeah. can make me less horny? <laughs> we need a fire than, hose on you. Then Dr. Steven Seagal oh! in 1998, Slimey. The Patriot. <laughs> oh, why did he come in wearing the gown? What the fuck? Um, this is a movie I type in Steven Seagal doctor movie question mark. And this is what popped up. I love that was your strategy. Hey, I was I was having a hard time. Casey, before we go too far, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You decided to go cattle wrangling with Steven Seagal and have found a rogue bull looking for trouble. As it charges Steven's bright red shirt, he barely has time to react as it collides, but then slips due to all the mayo that he's been sweating out. Too bad for you, that steered the steer straight at you. In the 10 seconds before you are ricochet run down by a rampaging bull, sell us on this movie. Waco unleashes COVID on a tiny Montana town and somehow I never thought I'd say this. Steven Seagal is the most reasonable person in this film. What the fucking eight seconds? I hate that I agreed with some of the words that came out of his mouth. Fuck. What the fuck? I... I just want to go back to any of the older episodes that we've done with Steven Seagal movies. And I want you to listen to you rant and rave about how much you fucking hate Steven Seagal. Only to have this episode. He's anti-militia and (laughs) anti-government in this movie. And I'm like, yeah. Of course you're going to agree with a certain percentage of the words that come out of his mouth. A a significant percentage of them are just going to nouns in the word the. (laughs) Okay. Quick aside. We had to rewind a portion of this film four fucking times to understand the line that he said about monkeys and glass because it was so fucking stupid. Apparently, I did understand it the first time, but deeply I could stupid. not comprehend yeah, deeply it. Deeply stupid. Plastic bottles. 
because monkeys break the glass. I guess if we're going to settle any of this, we need to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. In The Patriot, Steven Seagal is in his most unbelievable role yet. A educated man. Like a legit-ass <laughs> doctor. Specifically, he plays a doctor that people willingly see in Montana. Like, they go to the doctor and walk in and see Steven Seagal and are like, yes, this is the appropriate situation. This is how bad healthcare is in America. People, wake <laughs> up. Wake up. Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve spends his days treating patients and taking cabinetry as payment because he's just your everyday good doctor slash former virologist. While the good doctor is busy getting his free Home Depot on, there's a, a Waco-esque situation brewing with the local militia. The leader, Floyd, has decided to turn himself in after almost a two-month standoff, but not before he does a shot of... smells so good. Oh, my oh my God. God, he's got to smell great. With that beard... He oh probably God. hasn't showered. It yeah, the stink. He's only got one set of camos, and he's been wearing them for fucking two months. Oh. But before Floyd turns himself in, he tells a shot of Superbug called Nam 37. Floyd gets his day in court, spits on a judge, and starts the outbreak in the tiny Montana town. Yes, girl. <laughs> Love it. I'm here for it. Spit on I wish you would have called out the state's monopoly on violence. I wish he would have, like, revealed someone's <laughs> affair on record. You know what I mean? They got to write that down. Someone's going to look into it. Oh, man. That's savage, Case. I could see Casey just going to court just to, like, dish on people so that it's in public record. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't believe me? Check out court case, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm going to tell the truth, but you're not going to believe it. You're suing yourself for $1? Is that? <laughs> I got to get this off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, because it wouldn't be a Steven Seagal movie if he wasn't also a former dog of the military, Steven's what? old buddy from the bio-warfare unit calls him up to team up and beat this Nam 37 virus thing together. Hey, Bessie, oh, let's go smush some viruses. Yeah. Steven declines and makes his way to the hospital to see if he can help the townsfolk on his own. While there, the militia learned that the virus has mutated, and it no longer responds to the... Uh, I guess cure. It was supposed to cure them. So they head to the hospital to steal the military cure. But, uh-oh. Turns out the military has the same useless cure. Oh, oh my god. We showed up to the dance wearing the same cure. I know. <laughs> what a fucking change. Quirky. We're quirky. We're so quirky. So the shot that they have only slows down the horrible death, but it, it won't stop it. Ugh, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and say this without gagging. Dr. Seagal <laughs> notices while running some tests that he and his daughter are somehow immune to the virus, uh, but he can't quite figure out why. Well, actually, no, he is not. His daughter is immune to the virus. Yeah, but he is he not never immune got to the virus. Sick. He just refuses to in any way show that he's sick. Yeah, he can't show any kind of weakness. So, like. He should have been real sweaty by the end of it. And he was just like, I'm fine. I'm not a monkey with a glass jar. I mean, would Steven Seagal being really sweaty in any way indicate illness to you? I, or just, no. no. Or just, just Steven. Right. I mean, like heart disease and lack of <laughs> cardio. So, yeah, I guess. 
Before Seagal can put all this together, though, the My Rats militia break HIPAA laws left, right, and center, and note that baby Seagal's blood holds the cure to the disease, so they want to just, like, put her through a juicer. I assume so. Yeah, that's how you get all the the blood fixing out. Right? Uh, Finally, about 45 minutes in, we get Seagal half-assed ass-kicking. You know, where he just kind of lifts his leg in people's direction? That move? Yeah, it was a lot of, like... I just twirled this gun real fast. Now three guys are unconscious. Yeah. And then he runs away to go falsify some documents and go back to his old job. Seagal drops his daughter off at Grandpa's house, grabs his sister-in-law, and quietly takes over a government facility to make six half-dead soldiers into mostly dead guinea pigs. Yeah, they're just <laughs> hey, you know, full of random shit. Omelet, Mountain Dew, whatnot. and then tea, specifically. <laughs> yeah, they shoot them up with hot tea. <laughs> Don't let it cool. Yeah, that's some fucking shit, man. So trial and error helps them figure out that one of their favorite flowers, the one with the really deceptive name Red Medicine, is actually, and you'll never guess this, it's a medicine. Who this knew? Is some, this is some Resident <laughs> Evil bullshit, man. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's why I said tea, though. It looks like he brews tea. And then he takes that tea oh, and injects it into their veins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, but he puts it through beakers. I'm just like, okay, but I, he just made it in a tea. teapot. Right. Okay. We're making it a lot harder in making this guy suffer, but sure. I'm sure he's guilty of some crimes. Steven and his little spawn stop home and are, in, and are immediately swarmed by vanilla ISIS and brought back to their compound which is somehow now inexplicably void of FBI agents, despite the fact that they raided it. While Floyd is going on about MK Ultra and other government psyop shit, Seagal is busy turning his wine glass stem into a shiv and shoves it into Floyd's skull. It's into the skull, yeah, not it, the it, neck, which would have yeah, been the most the obvious ear. place. You could right. have done the ear, sure, but through the skull, but through the skull, like right through the temple, I guess at least. Shockingly brutal for a film that's given us at best sixty percent in an action scene up to this point. At best. Shockingly brutal for a film that has only gotten Steven Seagal's heart rate up maybe 10 counts from resting. <laughs> so. Yeah. I guess there is Frank's death. Yeah. No. That whole scene a, is yeah, more But Steven Seagal, slightly. all he did was shoot twice. Frank did all the fucking work. And sure. He's yeah. old as shit. He was Graham's age. So Seagal and his kid escape, call the feds to tell them about the flowers. Cue a bunch of guys in gas masks, gently picking flowers while homeward bound music swells in the background. This film goes out on a glorious note with helicopters dumping flower petals over the whole town like a Bollywood wedding with no actual instruction on what to do with this gorgeous mess that they're creating. Like, honestly, that's probably the most realistic part of the film for me is the utter incompetence of the government. It's March 2023. March Madness is coming up. Who of you picked Dr. Steven Seagal to be on their, your, uh, your bracket? Not fucking me, that's for sure. <laughs> Dr. Steven Doctor. Seagal. Oh, I, I choke on it every time. I love, Casey, that you, you opened Google and asked for a Dr. Steven Seagal movie and just right? rolled, and we got the Patriot. I Google delivered. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Del- well, yes, it gave you what you asked for, but at what cost? In the mental cost of listening to Steven Seagal go on about 
the American healthcare tubes. system. You gotta use plastic tubes. Yeah, you, you gotta use plastic beakers. You cut the monkeys and then everybody gets sick. We fucking watched that. We rewound it what like so three or four times. times. Yeah. I I still barely I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. No clue. Yeah, it, it, that's how he knows it's a really serious virus. That's how he lets you know, because it's a virus so serious, you can't use glass beakers. Because when they break, you'll cut the monkeys on them, and then the viruses in your monkeys are get out. Are you using the monkeys for mops and brooms? Why are the monkeys... No, you train them to jiggle the beakers for you, Casey. It's a small step. You gotta <laughs> multitask. Do they really make monkeys work? No. <laughs> I mean, oh. I believe Steven Seagal was. <laughs> I don't know. I Wait, didn't work in that okay. kind of lab. We didn't have monkey assistants. Every so, part of that was confounding to me, and I was a direct interaction in it. Seagal was Seagal was an immunologist, and now I'm I'm really missing out on the story. I want to see his backstory. They should have really just shot him when he had a staff of monkeys, of chimpanzees, that shook bottles for him. So he was making viruses, and that's how this whole thing started. That's a much more interesting movie. I mean, it's 1998. We were making a lot of, like, monkey and a dude Yeah, Dunstan checked in that fucking monkey Matt LeBlanc movie you made us watch. (laughs) Right. Fuck Ed. We were making these movies left, right, and center. Why couldn't we get one about Steven Seagal and a monkey beating a virus instead of (laughs) Steven Seagal and his kid beating a virus? Steven Seagal is a virus. Don't. I don't want to see him and a monkey on screen at the same time. Not once ever. One of the ways that the Patriot tries to tell us that Steven Seagal is a really important uh, immunologist is that he gets called by the military and he turns down helping them and the boss is angry and is like call the next person on the list and the guy says there is nobody else on the list to which I said oh he's the bottom of the list they were just trying to gas him <laughs> up because they had nobody else <laughs> everyone else is like on vacation or like one right. guy's unemployed and he's just like nah fuck that I hate Montana I'll wait till <laughs> it gets to LA yeah yeah send me when it's somewhere fucking that matters they do a bunch. I, I, why am I saying they? Steven Seagal does a bunch of things to make Steven Seagal look important. They but are the fails... people who enable him. Dave. Right. Well, okay. But it fails completely. It ends up being unintentionally hilarious. My absolute <laughs> favorite is when he realizes how serious the virus is, right? And he calls some random person who has not been seen at any point in this movie. And they pick up the phone and say, hello. And Steven Seagal just barks a very vague instruction at him. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something to the effect of like, get ready for bodies incoming. And then just hangs up the phone. That was the guy that called him. That's who he calls, Dave. It was the guy that called him before that, yeah, that I said like, was the bottom hey, of his list. something going on. And the government. Oh, yeah. that was the same guy? Yeah, same guy. guy. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. So I just did not recognize because... anyone in this film then. So the hop to that, right? Steven Seagal gets the call. He turns it down. But he fixates on the fact that he said plastic beakers. And then he puts it together that plastic beakers, a level four bioweapon, which I looked up as a clearance standard. So like, anyway, uh, level uh, four bioweapon, right? And that's how he puts it together that what's going on. And so that's why he calls him and barks orders. That is a demonstration of his genius, Dave. This is a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved that so much. We threw out the chili. They're going to be 
Right. Did we're, Steven yeah, motherfucking Seagal expect me to be keeping track this closely to his bullshit? Yeah, apparently. I'm glad you were, because I sure as fuck was not. Jay, I see in the notes you have, what is that relationship with his kid? Would you like to, would you like to expand on that? I guess I could try. His kid is arguably one of the best actors in the film. Her or Frank, I would say, uh, are, are put on the best performance. And I'll let the audience determine whether or not that means. But Steven Seagal is kind of a bully to her in, as a father. And it's weird like because he, he's sort of trying to come off as amicable but stern. And he really just kind of comes off as weirdly douchey. Oh, I took that as way less emotionally abusive than he is in real life to his own children, which is why it was acting. Like it was him dialed back a hundred. Mm, yeah. See, I, I, for me, I read it as, uh, have you ever seen like screenshots of some random Karen on Facebook make clearly making up stories about her kid? Yes. Yeah. Like my baby said that, you know, it's okay that Nana passed because yeah, we're all exactly yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, right Stop. no like no no he didn't say that Karen like this was the male version of that made into a movie it's it's him showing how incredibly wise he is as a parent and his kid reflecting back like oh yeah look how awesome your kid would be if you were great like me but you're not Steven Seagal I don't even have to be there most of the time she just showed up like that he really doesn't. His child is very free range throughout most of this movie. At his own request, he brings the kid everywhere and then just leaves her off in another room and goes to, like, get in fights and shit. Hey, hang out in this break room at a place I don't work. Okay, bye. Seriously, the, the only place he doesn't bring her is when he's breaking into a government bio lab. To his knowledge, probably one of the few places in this film she might actually be safe. That's fair. That's fair. I guess if there's anywhere to fucking hide out, it would have been that bunker because it's in the middle of nowhere. Even the the doctor that's from that area has no idea that there's a facility there. It's up in the hills, but in uh, like a crater-like area, and there's just a tiny, um, I call it a submarine entrance, right? Because you've got like the, the screw top. And, yeah, there's a hatch. Yeah. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and, and they've got, state-of-the-art um, surveillance yeah, for 1988? No. He, his child is being hunted by a local militia in what is, at least as far as is shown, a relatively small town Montana where everybody knows everybody that we see so far in the film. So let's see. Should I take her with me to the completely unknown underground government bunker, or should I leave her with an elderly family friend? Okay, but they're not going to let her in the bunker. They're not going to let him in. He had to break in. He had fake clearance. Yeah, Dave, I don't know if you saw the, like, 10-minute scene where Steven Seagal oh uses God. MS Paint and a digital camera to create Damn a DARPA up. certification <laughs> and then print it out. That's not the most unbelievable part of that scene. The most unbelievable part is that he uses all of his fingers to type because I know he's a pecker. Oh, he's a packer. I can tell. Yeah. 
Fair. There's no way he Fair. actually types using all of his fingers. It's just that's, pointer, yeah, pointer, that's, pointer, pointer. That, that's very fair. Yeah, I I actually had a different complaint with that. It is it's an extended sequence of Steven Seagal at a computer creating a fake ID for him to break into this bio lab. Which um first my first complaint is that this is where he apparently worked before. Why yeah. didn't you just like go get an old ID out of storage and scrape or and then like paint over the, the, the stamp that says you're out of business. If you know, you're going to throw it out anyways and get into a fight. We've done this so many times in movies. No, no, no. <laughs> that life is somewhere else for him. Yeah. Is, he burnt all of that. Right. He, no, fuck you. I don't want to watch Steven Seagal use a computer. Go yeah. get an old idea and use that instead. I was starting to get nervous because I'm like, if he's bad at it, it's going to set some people off I know. And I'm then... fine with the computer. I'm fine with the computer. They just should have really? done it in, in a 15-second like series of cuts. Like him sitting down, pulling up like the, the framework of the ID, the camera flashing, and then it printing. All in a very quick succession. 1998. You did not print that in one go. It would be sucking that fucking piece of paper back in there 50 times at a layer you didn't know you fucking needed still. You're not touching uh, that because he just prints it on what looks to be normal printer paper. Yeah. That would be so fucking wet. Do you but, remember how wet the paper used to get if you were trying that, to print that's a true. picture? If you're printing in full color. In 1998 in Montana? Oh, I've still got one more issue with this goddamn ID badge of his and his fucking MS Paint analog here. So because he's making his computer now, he apparently doesn't have a picture of himself at the at the ready. So he takes a picture on his <laughs> webcam and puts it on the ID badge that he's about to use immediately after. It's a digital well, camera. No, it's a digital camera. Okay. It says so. My issue is not with the source he uses. My issue okay. is with the fact that he is wearing a Rudolph red on a Bender shirt and a same color tie and is about to roll up to the fucking facility wearing the same shirt he is in the ID the badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Casey loved the bright red because she thought it would be a great way to attract uh, angry bulls. Wait, okay. I Full disclosure, I'm not a farmer. Um, but... <laughs> Everyone's like, surprised. You, like... It's Montana. There's a lot of cattle, I assume. I wouldn't be rocking like whore red all the time while I'm riding horses on other people's property. Uh, he doesn't actually care about the color. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the movement of the cape that attracts them. Their, their uh, eyes don't process the color any differently than other So shit. they just lied to the us? The red's for you. Yeah, I'm just mad that he, okay, I will admit that in 1998, there was a zero chance that if you saw a man in a bright red shirt and bright red tie, he was going to be wearing some version of that every single day of the week. It was 1998. We were all spitting in the eyes of God. I guess at least it wasn't like a big blousey white shirt with a white right? tie. But I'm just really mad that the movie pump faked me by having him open some sort of like color changer. <laughs> menu on his MS Paint menu, and I was just like, "Oh, good, yeah, right." Just to change the color of the background, but I thought, "Oh, good, they're going to acknowledge how ridiculous it would be to show up wearing yeah. the same shirt you are in your ID badge." And but then, no, they didn't uniform. do that. Wait, 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 wait! I noticed this, and it makes me want to scream. On his ID, it lists his height 
as 6'5". He's 6'4 in real life. Really? You had to give yourself another inch? You're six foot fucking four, dude. Oh, my God. I love He that made that decision. That. I love that you know. He made that, that yeah. decision. Yeah, that was intentional. Okay, it is Cinema MD. And one of the things that Steven Seagal models great is hospital safety, right? He never, say, like, goes up Jesus to a patient loves. with possibly airborne infectious and just uses no Stick gloves and touches face. his like practically puts his finger in their mouth faces close to faces never washes his hands he never uses any fucking equipment no 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 i'm surprised he didn't just like taste his daughter's blood and we're like a b okay you know you're immune <laughs> oh yeah that would have been so much that better. third one was oh my for god me. i would have loved that so much the whole approach to medicine in this movie is delightfully like it it's something straight oh, yeah. out of like a 1950s B movie. Sure. It's you know, I I medicine or diseases are cured by boiling flowers in water and then shaking it in a beaker and putting it in a vial. Medical uh, professionals accept cakes as or pies as compensation Yeah, right. Like this is uh this is a particularly dark episode of like leave it to beaver and <laughs> somehow it was made in 98 starring steven seagal honestly no not somehow that is a much more sensible explanation knowing steven seagal i really actually want to see that episode of leave it to beaver. <laughs> and if we ever get a time machine that's what i'm doing i'm sending seagal back and having him bully his way onto set casey can i take a shot at your favorite scene because i think i know what it was Okay, when Steven Seagal is in the bunker and he's failing to make a serum, he has a Neil Breen flip out. And I believe that that was your favorite part of the movie. Ooh, you're close. Okay. Oh, I wow. did wow. love that scene because he put more effort into it. He was committed. He's obviously like, like thrown it. shit before. Yeah. I mean, guilty. No, that's the one thing I'm not judging you on, Steven. I've thrown, I've thrown <laughs> a game controller. I've screamed in my car and beat the shit out of the steering wheel. We've, you we've know, been we've there. been there. We're human. Yeah. yeah. I would say that was his best acting. Low I'm bar. Say my favorite <laughs> scene <laughs> is Agreed. when Walter or whatever the manservant that lived on his farm was doing the little right. dance before he right. got his like chest blown out the front of him. His little like, ha ha ha. I just what? killed eight hillbillies. That yeah. dance did it yeah. for me where I was like, get it. I think oh. Frank was arguably the most sympathetic character of the movie. Mm. I don't know. I liked, I liked grandpa. Look, I'm making this kid stand in three days in this two foot by two foot garden. <laughs> <laughs> to, to say any of them are more sympathetic than the others is to say that there was an emotional, like, pathway to any character of this movie. And I'm, I fully deny. No, no. I am sympathetic towards one character, and it's the pony, Missy, that that little bitch Camilla mm. Bell fat shames at the end of the movie. <laughs> That pony almost died. Steven Seagal nursed it back to life. And then you called it fat at a parade? At a parade. A flower petal parade? That's true. Fuck you, kid. I mean, it's Wait. not really a parade. That's like, they're. Um, this is my favorite part of the movie. 
the helicopters are dropping flowers saying you are liberated. And I just love like whatever fucking symbolism you're trying to give me because you're failing beautifully. You're neither liberated nor are you safe? Nor do you have any idea what to do with these flower petals, but I guess it is parady. Yeah. Okay. Just eat them. I'm I we're we're recording now, so I'm gonna read this directly rather than make any actual accusations. Okay. However, from where so state your sources? This is coming from the IMDb trivia page. Okay. But as for the danger to the pony play that played the horse, the pony that played Missy, producers narrowly avoided a catastrophe after Stephen insisted he could ride the pony that played <laughs> Missy. <laughs> That's not true. That can't be true. I hope it is. I hope it is. Or Look, he it, was trying to threaten someone into getting a better trailer. So, I don't like how big that horse's trailer is. I'm just saying, if there was a risk to Missy, the words imply that came from Mr. Seagal. <laughs> you know what we haven't talked much about? What? The action. What action? What action? Fucking exactly. 45 minutes in, when, when he disarms a couple uh, good old boys? Wait, wait, wait. When he's trying to escape the hospital, when the militia tries to kidnap his daughter, the best part of that scene is the end when you can tell that somebody's mom wouldn't sign off on a sheet because they put a blanket over Camilla Bell's head and then show Steven Seagal diving out a window with what is clearly a mannequin under a blanket. <laughs> crushes it in his role and then like yeah. it cuts again and she takes the blanket off her head like let's go for a car ride like, yeah. that's you, not Steven you're Seagal. dead that's yeah, not that was that, that was, was definitely double. not him at all okay that was no, a stunt absolutely stunt no person whatever i couldn't stop staring at the mannequin with a it blanket was, over its head it was the one scene approaching like an action or a stunt in this movie that got a reaction out of me and it was not the one that they wanted because, like, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but my immediate response was, why would that be the way you'd do that? Right. Why would you leave that way? There's because he knows where that guy's going to park to pick him up. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the first Steven Seagal movie to be released direct to video. Uh, and it fucking shows. You watch your average what? Will Sasso Mad TV Seagal sketch, and there is more action than there is here. When God closes one door, Steven Seagal dives through another. <laughs> Only if that door is glass. That's what Nan always said. I, I enjoyed Frank blowing up the, um, blowing up the truck. Because we get a, uh, some TNT, it yeah. hits the back of the truck, it flips, you get some shots of some bodies in there. Them I thought that was uh, the best action in the movie, and it doesn't involve Steven Skull at all. And then Frank is picking him off. Yeah. Like, yeah, he shoots, he... like, another three, four guys. Right, right. Until he gets shot in the back by one of them that, that lived while he's celebrating, which is kind of a, a good dramatic irony. Like, I really appreciated that shot. I thought it was well done. It's not the best version of that scene I've ever seen, but I had fun with it. Yeah, I mean, but again, it only weakens our main character when he later lazily, yeah, like, slap pulls a gun out of someone else's hand and shoots a bunch of different guys, but it, it kind of looks like your Nana just going, eh, eh, eh. Like, imagine, like, imagine your mom playing with uh, an NES zapper. That's what Seagal <laughs> using a gun looks like. 
Quite exactly. You got it exactly. So this Nam 37, Casey kept going, wait, but is it airborne? Is it airborne? And they tell us very little about the virus. At one point, they do mention yeah. that it's gone airborne, but they imply that it's, it's a mutation. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's 1998, okay? And we huh. are now coming We've at this as people words. who survived COVID. So, right, there's we're going to have a sufficiently higher level of knowledge when it comes to virus shit moving forward. But yeah, the, the, the disease in this movie does whatever the fuck Steven Seagal wants it to do. Sometimes you have to spit on people to get it. Sometimes it just jumps from person to person. It'll kill uh, six other dudes in a bunker with Steven Seagal in like 24 hours, I think. Uh, but Steven Seagal himself will never get sick wait, from wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. He was drinking that little girl's tea because she makes it for him at the beginning of the movie. Right. That's why he doesn't realize. That's yeah. why he's not getting it. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning uh, of the movie, yeah. they have a, an entire scene of them having breakfast and her calling out that she made tea. And I, I actually enjoyed recipe. that because I thought it was right. Yeah, that's true. And I enjoyed that because I thought it was good character building and also because I, too, love dirty plant water. Fair enough. Right? Like, let's soak some fucking plants in some water, get it hot, and then drink it. I like that. I'm trash. Yeah, right. Like, I want to chastise him for drinking random flower juice his daughter has been picking wild and making for him. But also, if I, like, just look at the process for my coffee beans to get to me, it's pure insanity. Right, so. right, right. right. Yeah, we don't get too. to judge. We don't get to. Uh, I, the, I, I'm fine with the, like, flower power secret tea being the ultimate cure I, you can tell those types of stories. It's just really annoying when the main character is sneering it at us throughout the entire film, right? Like, go on, tell tell me more because I'm I really interested say more. in this. Oh, yeah, right. Because a lot of people, if you read people's reviews of this, including professional would, reviews yeah. of the Patriot, they talk about they complain about Steven Seagal's politics in this movie. But yeah. what's interesting to me is that they all complain about something different. So I'm curious. Oh, 100%. No matter what you sure. want politically, there is something for you to hate here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. everybody yeah. across Agreed. the aisle can find something that they despise I here. hate how he talks to his child and is like, hey, you're eight. Don't fuck any guys in this break room while I'm gone. That's where I'm going to say boo on your politics. Right. Do you hate government? Well, great, because we have governments actively creating diseases here. Do you hate crazy right-wing whack jobs? We've got a militia madman for you here releasing those goddamn viruses on the public. Do you hate, uh, you know, super weirdo left-wing hippie doctors? We have Stephen motherfucking Seagal solving disease with tea. Left wing is a bold statement, but he certainly got the hippie new age fucking shit right. going on. I, in terms of 1998, he's a very, I mean, the man's about to release an album with the word crystal in it. Yeah. <laughs> he is someone's new age Sedona aunt. Right. In real life, yes. Oh, that's so, incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So, like, if you're going to tell a story about, like, oh, this disease has come out and we have this indigenous population that is somehow immune or less or resistant to it, and, you know, we can't figure out what it is, and oh, shit, it's their magic tea that somehow has properties to it, 
yeah, maybe don't have the main character every 15 minutes pause the movie to sneer at me about how not drinking tea is the goddamn problem in life. It's fucking annoying. Am I the only one that after watching this uh, felt an urge to go look for Steven Seagal interviews around COVID where he had forgotten this was a movie and talked about it as though it were a factual thing? What? No. I know. I'm positive. Sorry, what? I am positive because, okay, Steven Seagal has repeatedly been caught telling other people's stories as though they were things that happened to him. I love that. repeatedly up to and including telling a story to a special forces agent about a mission that he had done in previous uh in years before that was something that special forces agent had done and told him about stop it please send me that link stop it you can't do this to me yeah oh my god yeah Steven Seagal just just gloms other people's life events and then spews them back into the world as his own. Is that kind of like when he invented the front kick? Uh, Probably, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, same energy. So I feel like by now, and especially with COVID, he has to have forgotten this was a movie and regurgitated parts of it as facts of his life at some point. Okay. Let me up the ante and say we need to get a GoFundMe going of getting him <laughs> to meet Buzz Aldrin so then he can talk about him doing Buzz Aldrin shit. Oh, my God. And so Buzz, Buzz will just Aldrin can him. punch him and make him shit his pants. I would love that <laughs> so much. Oh, we have to bring up Judo Jing LaBelle. I still want to see, and, and I think this is appropriate timing to discuss this, I still want to see the Van Damme. Uh, v Seagal fight. I will take that anytime, any day, and my vote is always Van Dam, obviously, and of always. course, yeah, it's not a fucking contest. It never was, and it never would have been. Well, here's the thing: Steven Seagal is used to not pulling punches, so I mean, he does have that in his favor. Van Dam had that problem. We d- just talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Van Dam also Seagal, had that problem. Yeah, for a, a couple times in his early, Steven Seagal is notorious. For punching fucking stuntmen. You're trash, sir. You're trash. Listen, one of us is eventually going to have to Google Steven Seagal's education level so we can get to that. Dave, 1998's The Patriot starring Dr. Steven Seagal. Would you watch it again? Say his name. I I will not. I've had to say it so many times already. I can't do it again. This movie should be an absolute knockout of the park for me, at least on paper. But in execution, it utterly fails to do anything interesting. I watched this last night, uh, and about 10 minutes before it was done, I went to bed. I didn't fall asleep. I made a conscious choice to stop the movie and go to bed. And I almost forgot to finish it for this podcast. (laughs) What was your stopping point? He had just, uh, I, well, actually that's, what's funny. He had just, uh, killed Floyd in the compound. And I learned that the credits in this are actually a lot longer than I expected them to be. So I was actually like five minutes away from done. Okay. That's how little I cared about the emotional climax of this film. And there's no action to speak of whatsoever here. What few characters there are, tropey as hell. 
it, it, it doesn't really use them in any interesting ways. No, I'm not going to watch this again. I was really disappointed by this, even for Steven Seagal. This is this is bad. Like, I would rather listen to his New Age album than watch this again. Jay, Jay, how about you? Uh, from 1998, The Patriot, Steven Seagal's uh, medical opus, would you watch it again? Can I just say it's a hard shift going from shitty cinema's favorite actor, Van Damme, to shitty cinema's probably least favorite actor, God Steven damn. Seagal, right? Uh, you I, know... Least I will say favorite though, human. I love more, his bad acting. More work to get through with every film we watch. It really is. It really is. I, in his defense, this is arguably the best Seagal movie I've ever watched. In part because he doesn't do a lot of action where I see him quarter ass his way through elbows and like throwing people that looks embarrassingly slow. I also didn't enjoy his act his dramatic acting if it, as it were but uh you know there there were some interesting things in this movie like frank and some of the anti-government messages i guess but really i mean i think this isn't gonna be a surprise no i'm not gonna watch the patriot again this was fucking wild and if i'm gonna watch some shitty seats if I'm going to watch some shitty Steven Seagal, it's probably going to be something like Under Siege. Casey, you did this to us. What about you? 1998's The Patriot. Would you watch it again? Uh, we all know I hate Steven Seagal. Yeah. But Swats I respect how bad well he is at his job. Um, I like watching him fail. I'm going to say it. Uh, this movie in particular... I'm going to say it's a really non-offensive Steven Seagal. He doesn't have any hot takes. He doesn't leer at any women, which is really nice. and makes me feel at least a little less on guard with him on screen and in my visuals. And honestly, this would be a great movie to have on in the background of like your grandma or grandpa's house because it is almost a Western like, it's like a diet Western. I fucking hate Westerns, but you get, like, pretty shots of Montana and whatnot. This is a movie, and it's been on TMC, Turner Movie Classics, in Old Person Station. Yeah, I would watch this again. What? This is a movie that I could, like, entertain my parents with, where they'd be like, eh, hey, not bad. Um, It's one of the least offensive Steven Seagal movies I've ever seen. Yes. That's the verdict. One out of three of us will watch this again. Wow. Two of us are not going to. I get that. No no judgment over here. <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, Jay, let's see if you can bring us back together again. What are you going to show us? I'm reaching back in time with something that I think is going to be a great call for Cinema MD, and that is 1998's Frankenstein General Hospital. We're going to get some what? medical drama, some Frankenstein, and I'm really, it's got Leslie Jordan in it. So I'm, he plays um, the Igor character. His name's Iggy. I can't oh. wait. Oh, okay. I love anything with Leslie Jordan, so. Right? Cautiously optimistic. Well, we'll just have to wait till next week for our appointment. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Throw us a bone on the Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or peepshittycinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights. Wow, wow. Boil some tea. 
shoot it into sick people. Fuck yeah, them. They'll figure it out. Right. Huh? 